I'm Russ Kickle, and today on American Reef, Mike Paletta's 500-gallon build-out finally has water in it. So where I met up with Mike, it was about a week before he was actually going to take and migrate the stuff from the existing tank to the new tank. And remember, where we left it last time, Mike has an issue, meaning that before he can actually set up the new tank and the filtration in it, he's got to get the old tank out. And there wasn't enough room to get that tank out in one piece. So this whole migration is going to be kind of challenging and, you know, to that point, Usually Mike has kind of creative solutions to challenging problems and, and this is no different. So this video, he talks about that. The tank itself is actually full of water. It's about three-fourths of the way through. And uh, he's actually, again, checking for leaks at that, at, at least in this video. So, you know, in the video, basically he's going to talk about how he's going to get from where he's at today to actually a system that's been plumbed up with live organisms in it. Now, in this video, you also hear him mention several products. One of the products he mentions is Reef Bright Lighting that he will use for accents in this new tank. Well, if you're not familiar with any of the Reef Bright Lights, check out the Premium Aquatics YouTube channel. They just released a video going over a couple of the models. And again, if you're not familiar with the Reef Bright kind of line, uh, they get, it's a good intro of what those lights are, how they work, how you mount them, etc. And uh, again, it's, it's worth watching. On that same kind of note, as far as worth watching, Bulk Reef Supply just released all of the MACNA uh, discussions or the presentations that were given at this year's MACNA. So if you weren't able to make it to this year's MACNA, go check them out. Again, uh, there's knowledge for both new and experienced hobbyists, and again, there are well over a dozen kind of speeches or talks that, that they recorded, and uh, again, very much worth the time investment. Also along that same kind of vein, um, if you are a new hobbyist, they just released a video on nitrates and phosphates. And, um, you know, if you've been in the hobby for a decade or so, you kind of realize that you don't chase numbers. But when you're new to the hobby, you kind of chase those numbers, right? You know, you're trying to get a specific nitrate or you're trying to get a specific phosphate. And Ryan did a really good job in there kind of um, explaining really what the goal is and how tanks go through kind of cycles or phases and, and acceptable ranges, right, during those phases. And again, if you're a new hobbyist, I think it is a must-watch video. So again, that's Bulk Reef Supplies YouTube channel as well. And that's, again, Chasing Nitrates and Phosphates. I believe that's what the title is called. And then lastly, if you're looking for what I consider the best fish food on the planet, just go to AmericanReefHPD.com and pick yourself up some American Reef HPD, that's high performance diet, right? Again, I've been feeding my tanks for well over a decade and I only have good things to say about it. So that's AmericanReefHPD.com. That said, let's spin up this video with Mike and let's hear how he plans on getting from A to B.
this. This has been up a month. This got here a month ago. Okay, so got here a month ago. Right. Right. And you have these big plans. Right. So let's go. So here we are. I've been talking about this tank since January, I believe, Russ. I don't know when Russ put the video up, but we talked about it in January. I started planning for it approximately a year ago. Tank came in a month ago. There's a video on what it took to bring the tank in, which is a whole other story. And here we are with the tank with water in it. Back up. That went really smoothly, though, as far as where you thought you were going to have issues. Right. The, the turn in the door where I thought the issues were going to be wasn't an issue. It's lifting it and moving it onto the thing right. where the issues were. And luckily, I have enough friends and relatives that are strong, still strong enough, to lift heavy stuff. So, right. again, I thank them and I appreciate none of us dying and having heart attacks because that would have been really bad. I would have had to put a little plaque here, memorial of the relative or friend that died. So they worked out really well. And so that means that square cage concept that you built, even right. though it was a little bit flexible. Planning and building it and moving it in was crucial because yeah. uh, they weren't shocked by they were shocked by the turn, but I'd already done it, so I knew it yeah. would work. And then they were shocked by still having this tank in the room, which I didn't yeah. tell them, and then lifting and moving everything over. But we got it in, the tank's in. We're moving along. We got water to here. You're asking why isn't water all the way to the top? Because I'm moving what's behind me, which you can see I've kind of neglected because we're getting to the point where I'm <laughs> this, moving it. This is the tank. I don't have quite the love I once had for it. Right. So we're moving that tank into here next week, <laughs> week from now, which will be fun. And well, hold on. Let's talk about that. Meaning your idea is not to keep that tank. No, that tank is coming down. Right and a 180 gallon sump is going in its place so it'll sit back against the wall back against the wall i will have an extra 18 inches of space where that tank is to work around this tank the sump skimmer everything will be there all this clutter will be out of this room thank goodness <laughs> all the stuff that's sitting on top of the tank will be gone mm -hmm. this is going to be a much cleaner neater tank because after eight years you get lazy you get stupid i did all that this was a, a, not the best planned tank I did because I had to do it in haste because I had to save what my ex-wife was killing in the old house <laughs> and bring it over right. here, save what I could, which I actually ended up only saving like six of the pieces from there, four of which I hand carried back from Fiji myself uh, 15 years ago, right, so, right, right, right. and they're still in the tank. So I, those are the, the things I was worried about. So, And to cut you even a little bit, so in this tank, you're taking it apart. You're not taking it out of here like whole, right? No. The plan was to sell it. Right. But the stand is shot. The tank has a scratch in it. And physically, you can't move it out easily without basically dying. Right. So what I'm going to do, which I've never, which I have done, but I've never done on a tank this big, I'm literally going to cut the pieces of glass out, separate the tank, and move it out piece by piece. How are you going to cut it? Not with a saw. No, you can't cut it with a saw, but what the tank builders told me is the secret. You use piano wire. Okay. And you start at edge, and then you just pull the piano wire back and forth. So this is going to be an interesting endeavor, because I've not done this, but you can't really buy piano wire per se. Right. But what you can buy is a cheese knife that has piano wire in it. Sure. So I have the cheese knife with the piano wire in it, so I'm going to have to pull it back and forth like a saw. I'll cut down through this take it apart this will come apart very easily the lights I'm keeping and that's about it right from okay, this so, thing so let's talk about that okay so glasses apart you got the lights you're gonna put the lights on top of here right right 
So here's here's the plan. Yeah. Take the lights off the night before I do the tank. Mm -hmm. Take the hood off the night before I do the tank. Or that morning, because I'm not going to care about it. Everything will come off. Then take out as many corals as I can and store them here while I take the rock out. Take the rock out, clean it, scrub it, brush it, get rid of anything bad that's on it. Take care of that. Put the rock into here, then move the corals in, then move the lights on. I'm giving myself 24 hour of Le Mans to do this. That's rough, right? I don't think it'll take that long. Really? Even think about like all the rock. I've taken apart the 1200, so I know how long it takes <laughs> okay. and I know the endurance I have. So there will be a two liter bottle of Coke, lots of glasses <laughs> of ice. Uh, there'll probably be a football game or five on the TV, right, right, right. some snacks, and I won't plan on eating, sleeping, or anything until I do it's it. It's done, right. So I'll be like this, ready to roll, <laughs> and I basically keep all small children and animals away from me, and we'll get it done. It's not going to be the most fun thing I've ever done, right. but when it's done, because I'm only using, I'm using this rock in here, and there's right. roughly 250 pounds of rock in here, and I have another 100 pounds of rock curing in the garage. Okay. So there could be around 350 pounds of rock in a 500. So there's going to be lots of space on which to grow corals, which is what the goal is. And so again, in a 24-hour window, basically lights come off, rocks come out, rocks get scrubbed, right? rocks go in there, lights get turned back on, and then what about filtration? How does that all work? Basically, off of here, I'm going to run a line from here into a sump. The sump's going to have a skimmer in it and a pump, pump the water back into the tank. Okay. Simple. Okay. Calcium reactor is just going to move over and into it. Everything else is pretty much the same. Got it, got it. And are you using like water from your old tank? Your I'm old using farm? as much water from here as I can into here. Mm -hmm. So this is roughly 350 gallons. So I'm going to use roughly 150 gallons from there and another 50 for the sump. So I'm going to use 200 gallons of water from that. Got it. Is it going to go as smoothly as I think? No. But I've done this enough that I, I can work, think on my feet. And I, I, like I've gotten rid of a lot of the big coral heads that were just space eaters, the Seriatoporas, the Stiloforas, the Montiporas, stuff like that. Right. I've gotten rid of a lot of those. So there's going to be a lot of space. I'm starting to collect frags from some of the best people around. So they're all going to go in here, there'll be lots of space, everything's going to grow out. And as you see, I have eight lights on top of the tank, uh, eight Radeon, Generation 4s which will go over the tank, and there'll be two Reef Brights on top for blue light. Uh, there are three Tunzi streams down at the bottom, there are three Ecotech MP60s over there. The goal is, is to have water flow here along the bottom to keep the detritus out then blow it out across the top, go into the overflow at the back, go down. Then what it's going to go to, it's going to flow down and over to the sump. Mm -hmm. It's going to flow from there into the frag tank, shoot on the sides of the frag tank, come around and come back. So it's going to create a current like this, go down from there and go into the sump. Mm -hmm. From the sump it's going to go over some baffles, then it's going to go into a filtration system where the skimmers are. There's going to be two reactors in there full of Miracle Mud. I'm not doing Miracle Mud on the bottom, so I'm going to have a lot more right. space in the sump. We'll see how that works. Then there will be a calcium reactor setting on the side. There will be two, uh, a GFO and a carbon reactor. Those aren't going to run all the time. Those are going to run as necessary. And then it's going to just be pumped back into the tank. I'm probably going to pump it over into that back corner. Mm -hmm. There will be two uh, one-way 
uh, check valves on either yeah. side of it yep. that will be pressurized with the water blowing into the tank to blow out. And then what will happen is if the pump gets turned off, instead of drawing a siphon in, those will open up, stop the siphon, and it will stop. Yep. So I'm not going to be draining this tank. Right. Also, all of the power heads will be on their own. Each will have its own circuit. So if I want to turn off the power heads, all I have to do is flip three buttons. All the flow within the tank will stop. I'm planning on doing that when I feed the corals because uh, from what I've seen from Jamie Craig's talks and his success is one of the big problems we have is our inadequacy in right. coral nutrition, not feeding the tank enough. So every day I'm planning, or every other day, feeding the corals for half an hour, 15 minutes, flipping, turning everything off, letting the corals eat, then flipping everything on, blowing it up, sending it through the frag tank, then having it all skimmed out. Right. So let's talk about that. Meaning, you said everything's going to be on one circuit. You've got a couple cool things with your electricity in general. Uh, on this tank, I have been running it on two 15-amp circuits. Mm -hmm. As a result, sometimes I have washed the floor, <laughs> and with a floor washer, plugging that in has been enough to blow all the circuits right. and kick off the, the circuit breaker. Right. Now, I went a little crazy, and I now have, in addition to those two 15-amp circuits for this room, there are now three 20-amp circuits. I'm also on this tank. So hold on, hold on. You have 100 amps. Right. Basically, to power a 500 gallon tank. I have more than enough amperage because I'm not <laughs> going to be using as much power as I did either. Right. Even though I'm adding two more lights, I'm taking off one of the reef bright strips, so I'm only adding actually one more light. Mm -hmm. Instead of five heaters, I'm going to be running two heaters. Mm -hmm. Instead of the C sweeps, I'm just going to have four power heads. Right now, there's four power heads in there, so it's going to equal out. Right. Right now, the way it looks, when I was running this tank and the frag tank and the nano tank, I was running approximately 37 electrical right. devices. Right, right. Right now, by my estimates, I'm running between 24 and 28. Right. The goal is to get it down even lower as efficiencies increase. But the other thing is, I'm going to have all these power heads, well, at least the uh, radions and the streams, right. shut off every night. Right. So every night the flow will stop dramatically, which will also save me electricity. Right. Uh, that's also when the corals are on feed, so that's typically when I'm going to feed the tank as well. Uh, there will be two feeders on the tank, automatic feeders. I'm doing something different than what I've done in the past. Is Right now I get lazy and I feed three or four times a day. Mm -hmm. What I want to do on this tank is have those feeders drop in pellets, one drop in pellets, one drop in flakes each of them four times a day. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have eight feeds going into that tank throughout the day, and then at night I'm going to feed it two more times frozen stuff. So it'll get fed ten times a day, right? but it'll be on a smaller, more constant basis. Because the theory is, from the papers I've read, more constant small foods produce less waste, you get less nitrate, less phosphate, so if everything goes right, I will run, not have to run a GFO reactor. Right. I'm on wood. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So these are all things I'm trying to incorporate this into trying to make it simpler and easier. Right, right. Now, speaking of simple and easier, as you were playing with magnets, right, you were showing me some cool uses of magnets. That you're because the stand is all metal, and because I want to get keep everything off the floor and keep everything out of the way, anything that's electrical is getting a magnet put on it, mm -hmm. and then it's being placed so it's out of sight and attached. Can we do that again? 
All I did was silicone these on, so if these break, I can just cut them away real easily. Just mount them underneath the tank. Hopefully it won't disrupt the electrical signal within the system. We'll find out. Well, and if not, I mean, there's silicone. So yeah, if there, if, I, if there is a problem, I'll cut them off. And what I'll do is I'll put a piece of wood in between. Sure. And that, that will insulate it, and then we'll be fine. So sure. yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. But, I mean, just that concept there of for yeah. keeping it off the ground. I'm trying to keep everything way. organized. I went online and bought one of the old label makers. The yeah, thing that yeah, you yeah, click, yeah. everything will be labeled. So when I would need to turn something off, I'll say, okay, this is it. Because right now when I have to look at electrical stuff, I'm constantly digging. All the wires will be cable tied and hung up and put away. Right. Because there will be nothing underneath <laughs> the tank, one, it will be cleaner. Two, I can fit underneath there fairly easily. Right. And I can manipulate and move all this stuff and not have to worry about getting shocked, getting frozen, whatever. Right, right. And especially if you've got everything on magnets, you can move to the left. Right. You can move back. And with everything labeled, I can see what I need to fix, adjust, right. or change. Right. Now, are you going to put the, uh, you know, the switch panel on magnets as well and shove that under there? Or are you Actually, gonna... it's mounted on wood. Okay. And mounted to the the bottom of the tank. Got it. Because you got that sheet of plywood. I got that sheet of plywood. And it's not that heavy, so I can mount it on there and not drill through and get to the tank. Obviously, right. you don't want to do that. Right. But I, I made it thick enough so it goes literally exactly to the edge of the wood. Perfect. So on that topic, as far as the other things that you've done to the tank since it's been here, right? Besides the Radeon kind of stands, we saw we saw the uh, the Tunze streams and how they're pumping water around here, and you can see it around the top, causing a really nice gyre even without right the, the uh, Radeon, the Ecotex on. Right. So your plans when you when you get the the Radeons, right? Or I want to be the Vortex, right? Right. Yeah, it'll jam it, and then you're gonna have you said. Four other twinsies, one in each corner. One in each corner, blowing down for random flow. Right. Oh, and I'm going to have that on a random pattern. Right. And hold it, your goal was what, 70 times? Well, in looking at everything, I'm going to be, be between 90 and 95 times <laughs> the tank's volume and flow when everything's on. Right. Obviously, I'm not going to have to have everything on all the time at full blast, and I'm going to play it by ear. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that's nice with all of this, everything is adjustable. So if I only need to run it at 50% and get the same effect, right. that's fine. And then when I need to do a water change, I can Ooh. crank everything up, blow everything off, take it out of the tank, put a mechanical filter back here, Sure. take sure. it out real easily. Sure. Well, speaking of back there, you did some cool stuff back there as well, right? Yeah, what I've done, one, they built a phenomenal overflow box. Right. But what I did was I built partitions that scared me. What I did was build partitions that I could take in and out. This is kind of a steal from Sanjay's tank, where in the back of his tank, he's breeding clownfish. But in addition to potentially breeding fish back there or keeping things isolated, it's also a place where I can acclimate the fish to the tank, get them used to the water, get them used to feeding, then I can put them in the tank in their glass box. But one of the other things I'm going to do is in the other room, or possibly behind the nano tank, I'm going to have two 10-gallon quarantine tanks. Right. That are going to be separated on their own little circuits, run themselves, because I don't want to add anything that I'm going to stress out about. I'm, I'm not going to worry about ick. I don't want to worry about any pests coming on the corals. Everything gets going to get dipped coral-wise, and everything's going to be put in there for a month or two to make sure there's nothing nasty coming into the tank. Right. The key is is to not put any pests into this tank. I realize there's pests in there now, 
but they're manageable pests. Right, right. But the goal is when I get new stuff, nothing else is going to go into this tank. So you know Sanjay's going to give you some of that, you know, that you gave him. <laughs> no, I, I know. He's, yeah, but I didn't give him the flat ones. He's had the flat ones. That came from somewhere else. Those aren't from me. Because I've not given him an Acropora frag in probably three years. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. The, the, the mon-eating nudibranchs, though, uh, we found stuff that works for it. And there's actually a cure that we're working on for full tank for the flatworms and for the nudibranchs. So I'm hopefully going to be testing that out soon before I move everything over yeah, to Yeah, good time to test, right? Yeah. You know, on that note, did you ever think of other things that you can test with a tank that you're tearing down? In other words, to your point, that tank is going away. Right. But your heart's not really into it. Well, what are the things that you wanted to try, but maybe, you know, you're afraid to? I'm, I'm not doing anything before I move it because I don't want to okay. move one catastrophe in a new one. I just want to be free and clear when I'm done. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So, okay, so to that point, um, you were mentioning since you got a lot more openness and water and evaporation, you were thinking about changing the exhaust fan as well? I want to get something more efficient, and because this has lasted eight years, it's an eyesore. It does okay, it draws a fair amount of right. air out, but it's not. So right. something better to do that is right. one of the goals. There will also be a dehumidifier in this room mm -hmm. on its own that will pump to the, the drain in the bathroom. It's going to sit under the stand that the nano tank's going to be on. So here's a question. Why wouldn't you take that water that's coming out of the air, which theoretically should be pure, right, and use that as makeup water? Because it collects on metal. Ah. And even though it dissolves a small amount of the metal, it's yep. enough of a problem yep, that you yep. can't, don't do that. Perfect, perfect. So for everybody who's thinking about that, bad idea, right? No, it's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and so we didn't show your bathroom back there, we won't, but you had some good ideas as well, meaning you have a shower back there. Yeah, it's, it's a full bathroom over here, and it's been a disaster because there's buckets, there's pipes, there's everything. One, I'm not going to have to do buckets anymore for water changes. Everything's going to come because I'm putting a 50 gallon tank in the shower. I don't use that shower. There's already three other showers in this house. I don't need a fourth shower. So right. uh, fortunately my wife's not going to kick me out and make me shower down here. So in there, so I'm not going to have overflows. When I say overflows, floods right. throughout the house anymore. Right. So the 50 gallon makeup water tank will be there. A 40 gallon reservoir for fresh water for makeup for the tank will be in there. The RODI unit will be sitting in there, so even if it leaks, I won't get water on the floor. Right. Everything that can leak is going to be sitting in there, so there's not going to be any kind of likelihood of stuff leaking on the floor like there was. Right. Then we're also going to take the door off so it's going to be open, use the cabinetry behind it for storage, unlike what I do now, so everything will be much easier access. The overall goal of this is a lot easier to maintain, obviously a bigger, nicer, better, safer tank. Because the thing I worry about with this tank is the stand after right. eight years and how much water's hit it. Right. It's not... Right. Yeah. Right. You know it's going to go, but you don't know when. Right. right. <laughs> this tank, I can see everything from the top. There will be screening above it. I already have everything to make it. I just need to sit down one day and make all the screens. That will be done. Then uh, everything will be out of the way, so I won't uh -huh. be coming home to water floods and everything else. Right, right. Uh, I'm using what I consider some of the best equipment out there, which will take away a lot of stress. Right. Uh, I have lots of corals coming in and lots of corals here to put in. There'll be lots of space. Uh, the biggest problem is finding good means for gluing stuff down. So what I'm going to follow is the worldwide coral epoxy sandwich, where you take a piece of epoxy, glue it onto the rock, 
then take a, your frag and glue it to the epoxy. Oh, good idea. Yeah, I mean, that's the sandwich that they use, so that's what mm -hmm. I'm planning on using. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what Sanjay's been using, so that's one of the things I am going to test out. Hopefully that will work a lot better than what I've been doing. Yeah, because you're going to have a lot of plugs, right? Yeah, I'm going to have a lot of plugs. Right. Uh, so I have a lot of epoxy and I have a lot of super glue. <laughs> so um, as far as, like, okay, you, you've played around so far setting things up, right? You're a month into it. Is there anything that you were like, eh, I wish I would have? No, the only thing I wish I would have was had more space between here and the tank, because this is going to be a pain to get behind, because all it has is enough space sure. for me to fit. Fortunately, I haven't gained a lot of weight over the years, so I can still fit right. in these little spaces, but I'm not quite as flexible as I used to be. So it's going to be a pain to get underneath it to take everything apart. Sure. But, because the, the plan is initially pump the water from there up to here from the sump, mm -hmm. leave this water a little bit high, move the corals out, take some water off here, move the corals out, take out the rock. Uh, obviously there'll be towels all over the floor because everything's going to get wet. And we know you got a lot of towels. Yeah, we got lots of towels because <laughs> we've had lots of floods. <laughs> and basically take, I'm planning, like I said, 24, 24 hours. hours. It may, I'm hoping it'll only take me like 12 to 16, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm allotting 24 hours to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing the weekend. The Steelers have a Monday night game, so I'm starting on Saturday morning. <laughs> if I have to go through Sunday and it sleeps Sunday afternoon, I'm not going to miss right. anything. Right, 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 so right. I have my priorities all screwed up, as you can tell. <laughs> so in general, that's next week, right? That, right. That's your goal. So theoretically then, by the end of next week, you will have a working 500-gallon tank. For, well, working in terms of things will be in the tank, right. sump will be here. Uh, protein scrum will be working, calcium reactor will be on it. Right. The next step will be taking all this down. Then when I take this down, I'm cutting out the drywall behind it because that's gotten all wet and I'm putting in waterproof drywall, yeah. sealing that. Also, when they put in the tile on this floor, they didn't put the tile in on these six, right. on these 12 blocks here. I have the tile to replace it. We're gonna lay the tile, cut the drywall out, put it down, paint it, then move the 180-gallon uh, sump in, put that in. It's going to sit on cinder bl or on blocks, so it's right. going to be higher than the floor, so it'll drain easier. Right, right. Then we're going to uh, put the frag tank on that, and then another day I'm going to move the frag tank and the nano tank into here, have everything running. So the goal for that is by the middle of October, middle to the end of October. Okay, so that means roughly a month, right? It's right. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit, right? To your point, you kind of wish you had more space. Right. Right. As we were talking earlier, that not only extends from this room, but all your holding stuff, right? Right. Everything's right. out in the garage right now. The temperature there fluctuates a lot more than here. Right. That's what I was going to say. How, what, what did you get burned by? The uh, temperature fluctuation. Okay. Some days it's 90 degrees out, some days it's 40, 55 outside. Okay. I mean, I have the heater and I have a fan to cool it, but they still get more temperature right. fluctuation. Right, right. So again, as you're preparing to move, keep that in mind, right? Yeah. Whereas if it was in here, it would be okay, but you don't have room in here. No, I don't have room, and until I get this out and move everything around and make space everywhere, obviously this is a major undertaking, yeah, yeah, yeah. time-wise, space-wise, money-wise, but in the end, it's what I wanted. I wanted my last tank, and this is my last tank. You hear it here Famous first on the roller derby. No, there's nothing else I want. My favorite tank I've ever had was my 540 that I could look at from the top. It was just like this. And 
this is this is the last thing I want because I've used and utilizing everything I know that works. Right. And to me, that that's half the battle. <laughs> so I mean, unless something comes out that's so amazing that I'm going to change it, right. I can't see anything that's coming out that's like wow. Right, right, right. Okay, so when you do your construction in here, meaning drywall dust will be flying, paint fumes and stuff like that. Are you worried about contaminating the tank? And you know, because it's going to be I will, a put, I will put a plastic tarp over where we cut the drywall. Yeah. But the drywall is not going to produce that much dust because we're not going okay. with power tools. We're going to do a handsaw to minimize the amount of dust that hits the air. Okay. And then I'll vacuum that all out real fast. Putting up the drywall doesn't produce any dust. Paint fumes, I'll have the exhaust fan on. That'll okay. draw much. I mean, we're only painting a little corner and a little corner. We're not doing the whole room splashing paint everywhere. Gotcha. And it's just going to be rolling on. So, And I have actually have fumeless paint. I guess nowadays, right? Yeah. yeah. And so with that in mind, um, construction, that construction stuff will take about a week, something like that? It'll take a full day. Okay. It'll, it'll take a full day to take this down, at yeah. least. Right. It'll take another full day to cut the wall out, which I can do, and put the tile down. Right. Cut the wall out doesn't take long. Putting up one little sheet of drywall or one and a half sheets of drywall isn't right. going to take a lot of time. Putting the tile down is going to take about an hour, an hour and a half because there's only 15 pieces of tile. Sure. So in that regard, it's not going to be like, oh, this is taking forever. Right, right. Then you'll let that set up and then boom. Yeah. Good deal. And did you have power put onto that wall at all? Was using oh, yeah, I have a 20 amp circuit there for okay. running all the equipment because that's all going to be there. 20 amp there to run the lights, and 20 amp back there to run all the power heads in there. Oh, that's actually just going to run the power heads. Got it. All the lights are on the back. Got it. They're all going to be on their own separate circuit board that has eight plugins, so I can turn off any single light that I want. Right, and you said you were going to do no automation on this thing, or limited. I will do lights. automation in terms of monitoring. I'm uh -huh. not doing any automation in terms of anything running anything because I don't need it. Right. right. Uh, the feeders are very simple and automatic. I got the Eheim air feeders. Yeah. yeah. So they're simple. Uh, all I'm doing is monitoring temperature, pH, and ORP. Mm -hmm. Very simple. Uh, uh, the the Stocko is the most high tech piece of device, equipment that I have. It pretty much you turn it and it runs itself. Speaking of which, that alkalinity monitor, you're going to have the alkalinity monitor on this one? I have a new alkalinity monitor that I'm going to try out on this one. Okay, and so far, you haven't been real happy with any of the alkalinity monitors today? No. Right? Okay. And the KH Guardian didn't work long term. It right. worked short term and then... Right. So right. that's seemingly been the problem because uh, some of the products that have been promised for the last two years still are on the market. The problem is they're not consistent. Right, right. Good for the short term, long term? Yeah. Good deal. And so, to your point, you'll monitor, again, you'll have another one, but alkalinity might be the only thing. Right. Got and what I also plan on doing is having Nest uh, cameras, cameras yeah. to watch everything. They'll watch the monitor, they'll watch the tank, so I'll have a pretty good idea. And just from that, being able to see it wherever I'm at, I can see, oh, there's a problem right. before it happens. Right, right. Okay, well, I guess to that point, we've caught you right before the big day. Right. You caught <laughs> me a week before the big day. <laughs> right, the weekend. So, actually, I'll be coming back from out of town. So, if I'm lucky, I'll catch you while you're sleeping. 
and I'll wake you up and I'll go, hey Mike, how'd you make hey, it? Or if you, oh yeah, you won't be back next Saturday. Yeah, Monday will be the closest I'll be back, and since it's the airport, I'll be like, hey Mike, wake up. Yeah, and I'll be going, it's all dead. Yeah. We're starting from scratch. Right, exactly. Or I'm dead, and they're starting from scratch. <laughs> yeah, you'll use that. And then Roseanne will be calling it. You know how somebody wants a 500 gallon tank and <laughs> right. a bunch of corals? That's right. Populated already with an aquarium. Yeah, he's, he's, we're burying him in the tank. <laughs> That's right. Good deal, sir. Well, good luck, and you know, until then, we'll, it'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It always is. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Thanks. Thanks.